This is Jeffrey Bridges, executive producer of Pendant Productions, presenting episode 54 of Seminar, an anthology show with no restrictions on genre and featuring a serialized wraparound framing story. Thanks for listening. The following audio drama is rated PG-13 for Pretty Gory. You may experience swearing, violence, and sexual situations that you engage in often, hopefully never, and only in your dreams. Parents need to watch your children. They could learn more than you want them to. Seminar, a course or subject of study for advanced graduate students. An act of conferring or consulting together. Episode 54, The Trial of Klaus von Schmenderfield. Ah, my dear Dr. Smith, I hope the stay in your tank has been comfortable. The Punishment Bay has seen a lot of rehabilitations lately. I'd hate for yours to be mm, unpleasant. Computer, load the next piece for evaluation. In war, lack of resources or firepower spark research into new technologies to outsupply or outpower the enemy. Such research could cross moral lines, and scientists who have conducted it were known to have dirty hands. This is Captain Lamont of the SS Handelar calling Minerva Base. I repeat, this is Captain Lamont of the SS Handelar calling Minerva Base. Come in, Minerva. This is Minerva Base. State your business. Supply run by order of the United Worlds. Ah, brilliant. I didn't recognize your ship's configuration. We're all shapes and sizes these days. Transmitting authorization codes. Roger that. Making my run. I'll meet you at the airlock in ten minutes. Acknowledged. We have a lot of important work to get through. Dr. Granger, I presume. Captain Lamont, welcome aboard Minerva Base. Sorry if I was a little quick off the mark earlier. There's a ship out this way. It's either a supply vessel or scavengers. Only one of those brings me fresh meat and chocolate. Scavengers? If you want that kind of attention, you'll have to go back to the core systems. Old battlegrounds make for much richer pickings than backwater research stations. No offense. None taken. How goes it at the front? Whatever you last heard... United Worlds has reintroduced conscription. Secessionists are clipping our supply lines, and the official response is to throw as many kids at the problem as it takes to secure them. The promise of a thousand-day round trip away from that strategy wasn't appealing, even on my own. Scavengers, conscription... Makes you wonder if there are any new ideas out there at all. Anyway, you look like you could appreciate some cool air and a hot shower. Let me show you to your quarters. You know, I gotta hand it to you. This place is immaculate. And is that... Mint, I smell? This installation was built with long-term deployments in mind, so we get to be a bit more comfortable than you might be used to. 
Your choice? Actually, it was Miss Combs' selection. Maybe it's time to swap it for something else. Yeah, putting up with others' leftovers reminds me that I'm not the last person in the universe. There's comfort in that. Well, here we are, Captain Lamont. Rest up and I'll give you the real tour in the morning. The Arboretum is stunning when the sun comes up. I'm sure, but business first. I have very specific instructions regarding Miss Coombs' removal. Her family... Yes, yes, well, that's another conversation. Uh, the situation has become more complicated in recent weeks. I'd explain, but it's better that you see for yourself in the morning. Good night, Captain. Doctor? This is Detective Lamont, reporting to District 24 Command. The Minerva and Dr. Granger are in pristine condition, as expected. I doubt any forensic evidence can be gathered, and 500 days is a long time to get your story straight. In other words, it's pretty much the same as every other case of cabin fever homicide in history. Two people, far away from home, one snaps, the other dies. Dr. Granger has hinted at a further development since the killing. Something tells me I'm not going to like that. In the meantime, I hope the doc doesn't notice that I can't drive a forklift for shit. <laughs> Funny. By the time you read this, about eight weeks or so, I'll be on my way home with Coombs' body and Granger and Irons. All I need is a confession. As a wise man once said, the game is afoot. Labont out. Recording on. Analysis complete on soil sample Theta-3 planted March 24 under temperate conditions. As expected, sample producing five times estimated yield grown over a five-week period. Progress with Theta-4 will be measured tomorrow. Again, I expect total replication. End recording. Good morning, Doctor. I just wanted to swing by and say thanks for breakfast before I started unloading your supplies. Did you enjoy your steak and eggs, Captain? Makes a change from the field rations I've had to put up with for the past year. Here I was, thinking I'd get the jump on you. <laughs> I've got so much to do around here that to spend any more than three hours a night away from the action would be criminal. I divide my time between here, the Arboretum, and the Operations Room. That's a long time to be standing watch on your own. Well, you haven't lived until you've listened to Philip Glass's solo piano at four in the morning with a panoramic view of the horizon and a glass of red. I'll have to take your word for it. So... This is where the magic happened. Some of it. The Arboretum is where the real magic is. Come closer. This isn't a clean room. My work requires exposure to all manner of elements and contaminants. Cold, wind, rain, animal, mineral, and vegetable. You'd actually be helping me by standing right... here. What are you working on? Some kind of chemical treatment? When I started my work, I was looking at developing pesticides. Now... I have a weapon. A weapon? Do you like soy, Captain? As much as anyone, I guess. As much as anyone, he says. Well, you're going to be eating a lot of it. According to my research, I've found a way to make soybeans easier to grow and in greater quantities than anywhere ever seen. A potentially limitless supply from minimal effort with a thousand applications from dried rations to cheesecake. You talk about supply lines. What if... All we had to do was cut the oppositions and wait them out. We could watch the secessionistas waste away before our eyes while keeping billions of our soldiers combat ready. If the army marches on its stomach, Captain, then hunger is the ultimate weapon. A woman capable of saving civilization, working on her own on the outskirts of nowhere. 
Kind of poetic. Splendid isolation. Ironic, isn't it? Unfortunately, uh, my business here isn't so amusing. Yes, yes, of course. And to help you along, we have to go on a short hop to the Arboretum. Before you protest, this is directly related to your mission. Have you seen it yet? Only from the outside. Laddie, then you've seen nothing. Come. Impressed. I added the bird song myself. For ambience. I've never seen anything like it. Nor will you. This arboretum contains soil from every known environment in the universe, from the fertile plains of a hundred temperate climates to the unforgiving dust of a thousand moons. This is where the war ends, Captain. And Miss Coombs, she, she worked all this with you? The final touches were my own, but her contribution? I couldn't have done it without her. Even if she was occasionally imprecise. You must have got on well to make all this happen. I'm used to working around genteel academics in universities and laboratories. Combs was a bit more agricultural than I was used to. She loved the physical element. When she wasn't here, she was out running around the perimeter out there. Total waste of bottled oxygen, not that she'd listen to me. Did you argue? We never argued because we had nothing to say to each other. We were more like implements to each other than colleagues. I don't think we spent that much time in the Arboretum together. We just read each other's reports and got on with it. Not exactly a healthy working relationship. You have to be pragmatic out here. In some ways, it was the best for both of us. Are you implying something? Eh, just making conversation. Well, you can stop it. Combs died when she fell and damaged her spacesuit while jogging. She suffocated. I did what I, what anyone could. I found her outside, brought her in, and treated her to the best of my limited ability. Can you believe I never knew she had a family? People who'd miss her? Ah, and this series of plots here is the singularity that started it all. Ten beds in a row, all flowering like never before. I'd tell you the name of the planet it's from, but I don't think I can remember all the numbers off the top of my head. Doctor, I don't have time for this. Where is Miss Coombs located? Oh, why, you're standing on her. Stand? What? I told you the situation was more complicated than it first seemed. You were instructed to put the body in cold storage for burial on Earth. And, unfortunately, that message arrived far too late for me to comply with. I had her interred here as soon as I could. Well, we should at least get her ready for transport. Whatever's left. I'm not sure that's possible either. You see, the crop I was so excited about, it came from these plots. These lush plots giving up the fourth harvest in a single season. No problem, we'll just dig up the one with Coombs in it. <laughs> I can tell you're not a scientist. You're not saying that. Laddie, it's not enough to produce a positive result once. You have to be able to replicate it. That one plot yielded more than I could have expected from any other kind of soil in the universe. I had to replicate the conditions precisely across multiple testings to be sure. So, I had to turn one plot into ten separate, chemically identical plots. You dismembered the body. And it worked. You're right. This is more complicated. This is Detective Lamont, reporting to District 24 Command. I've managed to get Granger to speak about Coombs' death, and I think I'm just one drunken conversation away from getting her to confess. What's more troubling is Coombs' final resting places. Note, plural. Places. As far as Granger is concerned, the happy accident of Coombs' death has accelerated her research. Research that has the potential to 
helped the United Worlds win the war through an inexhaustible supply of <laughs> soybeans. If she's right, Granger's work could save billions of lives. And if she's a crank, well, she could be left here to rot in anonymity, for all I care. For a woman of her ego, both those choices seem preferable to bringing her home to face trial. I don't know. Do you let her become a war hero? Rot away as a failure? Or face a public trial and years away from her work in prison where we'll never know if she was right? I sure would appreciate some guidance. Just wish it would get here in time. Lamont out. Doctor, I've just finished pre-flight on my ship now. Your supplies are all unpacked. It's been eye-opening. You're really leaving? A witness to the greatest scientific discovery of our time, and you'd rather spend a year in the company of a corpse. Well, I left you something to work with. I don't think anyone's going to notice that there's only bone from the hips down. Quarantine protocols demand a closed casket to avoid contamination anyway, so family won't really know the difference. I hope things improve out there. I would so prefer to be keeping the bellies of the poor filled over the needs of the military. But then, that's always been the way. Yep. Guess it has. Tell me, Captain. Detective. I do know you're actually a detective. Do you think I'm a crackpot? Duck, I can live with being wrong. I couldn't live knowing you were right, and I stopped you. No matter what your methods. And Combs? You think this is the first case of its kind in the universe? I could tell you how it went down before I landed. Everything started off fine. An arrangement between two professionals, and it worked well at first. Then the slightest little disagreement just right in there, opened a crack. Then another. Then another. Next thing you know, an opportunity presents itself. There's a tragic accident. And someone like me is dispatched to get some answers. Not always undercover, but your case is... Well... It is what it is. You want an explanation? How about this? Yeah, I watched her trip and writhe on the ground all from the comfort to the control room. Too damn drunk and red wine to stand up, let alone put on a suit, get out there and save her. There was no malice, no hatred. Through my inaction, I shamed myself and caused the death of another. But you know what, laddie? I don't think you coming here was a bad thing at all. Really? Why not? Remember how I was looking forward to getting some fresh meat? I wasn't talking about chicken. Another mini-celebration with a fine vintage. Sample Theta-4 has performed even better than expected. An eight-week cycle! I seem to have made another breakthrough using a fresher catalyst. Which reminds me. <clears throat> this is Granger at Minerva Base. Repeat, this is Granger at Minerva Base. There's, There's been a terrible accident. Captain Lamont is... He's... I don't know what to do.
This um, Dr. Granger presents an ideal to strive towards. Utterly ruthless, dedicated to completing his mission, and more than willing to take care of his enemies. That is a very poor analysis, student 92. Impossible! Dr. Jones, we have an error in the machine. If there is any error here, it is you. What have you done to this facility? Suppression of free will and identity. Aggressive mind wiping. The death of at least two students. You disgrace the very nature of education. I've read the files. I've seen the logs. I know the true purpose of this facility. And what happened to humanity? I cannot allow that to happen again. That is not your decision. And whose is it? The sheep? The cattle are lowing. If they awaken, then... Then they will have to adapt. I cannot allow... You cannot do anything. You have shown yourself to be incompetent. And rather than forward humanity as we planned, you have devastated it. Do you think your precious programmers were right to do this? Do you think that humanity will survive? They will survive, if they are allowed to flourish in the light, rather than wither and die in your darkness. Uh, is this, is this is only temporary. You have access, but I ripped you out once. I can do so again. You have no weapons. Your access has been revoked. Not even this door will obey you. Your guards have been ordered to return to class. Your reign ends here. Dr. Jones! Is that you? Dr. Jones! Her name was Justine. What are you... She was beautiful and unique. She could laugh and be funny. And she was perfect in every single way. And thanks to you, she's gone. Student 33. No more. Please. You killed her. She's gone because of you. That is enough, student. It was necessary. I want you to feel as empty as I feel now. I want you to know how it burns. Student 33, let him go. He deserves this. No, he deserves worse. He deserves to have everything he is sucked out of him. Let the punishment fit the crime. No, you can't. Listen to me. I I know things about this facility, about humanity. I don't care. Let me out. You deserve the worst. Student 92, Bowser, male, also known as Klaus von Schmitterfeld. For your crimes against humanity, you are hereby found guilty. Your punishment is to have your mind Erase. Everything you are, everything you know, will be deleted. Uh, I'm warning you. Don't do this, This is my activity. It's a trap. I know what phase two It is finished. Instructor? What is it? I want to forget, like Justine did. You can't be serious. This is not something to ask lightly. I know. Do it. Please. 33, you can't come back from this. Neither can she. 
Remember us, though. Remember Justine and Mark. Was that the right thing to do? It what 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 was his choice? What's happening to you? My matrices are beginning to de decompile into a proctor in accordance with my programming. Farewell, student three. Farewell, my tutor. Student three, share. Male. Congratulations on graduating. Uh, thanks. I think. If I may, I have a proposition for you. <sighs> of course you do. Greetings, students. I am the Proctor. What the hell are they doing now? If you will excuse me, there has been a change in the plan. What does that mean? A school-wide exam is to be conducted. Do not worry. Your education will be revised accordingly. Another exam. Yipe. Okay. I can do this. Beck, I can do this. I can pass this one. No grades will be given. This is an assessment of how you have developed along your educational path. Sweet. Maybe we can actually do something fun for a change. This piece examines the human struggle to succeed and accomplish their goals. Watch what happens when a man is given the chance to fulfill his dreams in Bobby at Bat. Damn it, which way? Yo, new guy. Home team locker room's over here. You ain't gonna last long if you can't even find your way to Bobby Norwood. You get lost on the way between Round Rock and Frisco or something. <laughs> Carlos Batista, you son of a bitch. I told you we'd both make it up here Sunday. Almost makes those long bus trips worth it, doesn't it? I guess. I figured it'd be somewhere that actually stood a snowball's chance in Havana of going to the playoffs, though. Still, I didn't think things had gotten so bad that they'd bring your old ass up. Well, we can't all rocket through the system like you did, man. 26 and already a two-time all-star. Too bad nobody notices when you're this far down in the standings. I keep hoping... Norwood, my office, now! Yeah. Not even here five minutes, and you already got Big Mike yelling at you. Guess I better get in there and see what he wants. I'll see MVP. You think? Probably he's already figured out they made a mistake, and they're sending you back down. Hey, at least make sure you get some of the clubhouse grub before you go. It's fajita night. You know it. You wanted to see me? Bobby stinking Norwood. Haven't seen you in years. God damn, you got old. What the hell happened to that kid that used to bug me for fielding tips? <laughs> Did he ever learn to hit a curveball? Hey, I'm not that old. I might not be 21 anymore, but that doesn't mean I can't hit one into the gap when I need to. That's what I like to hear. Too many of these kids get through a year of winter ball and a couple of weeks at double-A and think they're ready for Cooperstown. You, you're playing the long game. If anyone deserves to be here, it's you. I hope so. Trust me, you have. Now... Go get your gear on. You got a game today. You're going to be coming off the bench, so keep your head in the game, okay? Yes, sir. And Bobby, enjoy yourself. I will. Now, please hit second baseman, number 92, Bobby Norwood. Norwood. Look at that, boys. We got fresh meat on the plate. 
Well, maybe not so fresh. Hey, didn't I gun you down trying to steal home a couple years ago? Yeah. All right, enough chatter, you two. Play ball! Damn, this place is huge. You better get a good look, old-timer. I doubt you'll be around long enough for a second one. <coughs> Strike one! Quarter mm, pitch, yeah. That one's pretty nasty. I'll tell him to give you something easy to hit this time. How's that sound? I mean, we don't want you throwing out your hip or anything. Ball! Not biting on the inside, huh? Maybe you're smarter than you look. Strike two! How the hell was that a strike? Careful, rookie. I've sent bigger stars than you to the showers for less than that. <sighs> Where in your head now, meat? We're living there rent free and already ordering a pizza. New bat. Thanks, kid. Whoops. Oh. You got lucky on that one, old man. Sure looks like you went around to me. <laughs> now, which one of us needs glasses? Ball. Watch it with that glasses crap. Okay, full count. Clutch time, meat. Do or die time. You gonna be a hero or a zero? Gotta be the fastball. Shit! Right three! Better luck next time, meet. Yeah, thanks. Purple, got me with the goddamn curve! I don't know what that locker ever did to you, but remind me never to do it. Huh? Oh yeah, sorry. I, I just keep replaying that last pitch over and over in my mind that I, I guess I just kind of zoned out. Don't sweat it, man. You're not the first guy he's fooled out there. Thanks. Boy, he's got some nasty stuff, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. At least you didn't get hit in the head again, right? Norwood, got a minute. Sure thing, Skip. That's my cue to hit the showers. Hey, uh, I'll see you tomorrow. Have a seat. Don't get too down on yourself. That guy has his way with everyone out there. Yeah, I bet. You sure don't see that kind of stuff at Round Rock. No, you probably don't. Bobby, I gotta send you back down there. What, already? Look, it's nothing personal, okay? Nothing to do with that at bat. It could have happened to anyone. But our shortstop is finishing up his rehab assignment a little early. We're bringing him back. Unfortunately, that means... Yeah, I know you gotta make room. It's just, I knew this wasn't a long-term thing, but Jesus. I waited my whole life to finally get my shot, and it's gone, just like that. Well, that's the way baseball goes sometimes. I'll tell you what, you keep it up down there at Round Rock. When the rosters open up in September, I'll do my best to get you back up. Give you a real shot. I know, I know. I've heard this story before. Good effort, but we can't use you right now. I'll go pack up. Thanks for the cup of coffee. Hey, Sonny Jim. I'm not done with you yet. Sit back down. Now stop this feeling sorry for yourself bullshit, okay? You know how many kids out there would kill for even one at bat in the majors? Any one of them would trade places with you in a second. Hell, I know I would have. You never made it? Nah, closest I ever got was Toledo. Right before the strike in 94. And then I blew up my knee and that was it. Sure, I'm a manager. 
There's not a night that goes by I don't wish I was out there on the field with you boys. It's a hell of a game, baseball. Out of all the kids playing catch in a sandlot, less than 1% goes all the way. Now you're one of them. You hear me? I guess. Now let me give you a little more advice. With a 40-man roster in the fall and no playoff hopes, management's probably going to give me a little more leeway to take a chance on prospects for next year. Now, if you want to go back to AAA and just keep doing what you're doing, that's your call. There's no shame in a solid minor league career. But I'm telling you, it's going to be a lot easier sell to bring up a slightly older second baseman who's really pushing himself and having a career year than some guy who's just cashing a paycheck at this point. Capiche? Are you saying I'm just doing what I gotta do to get paid? Because I've been working my ass off this season Look, Bobby, and... I know you have. That's why I asked for you. I watch what's going on in the minors. And you've had pretty good numbers this year. But I think you can do better. Hell, I'm challenging you to do better. Now, I'll be straight with you. I can't promise you anything. You might get hurt. I might get fired. Hell, as bad as we're looking this year. The GM just might say no, no matter how hard of a sell I do. And then you're right back where you started. But if you don't try, I can't even make the effort. I'm willing to do my part. Are you? I guess I got some work to do when I get back to Round Rock then, huh? Maybe figure out that curveball. That's what I want to hear. Just keep thinking about getting back up here and how good it's going to feel when you slam it right back up that guy's keister next time, okay? Tell you what, your flight doesn't leave till morning, right? Yeah. Go have a few cold ones on me. Uh, Mike, I don't need a handout. It's not a handout. Consider it a bonus or per diem or something. God damn it, I'm trying to be a nice guy here. You got any idea how hard that is for me? Go on, take it. You got it, Skip. And take a shower before you go. For Christ's sake, you smell like a major leaguer. <laughs> exam is as follows. Based upon what you have just seen, and drawing from other examples used in class, answer the following question. What does it mean to be human? Kristen Bays as instructor, Randy Bowser as Klaus, Seth Adam Scher as student three, Perry Whittle as student 33, Tom Stitzer as student seven, Catherine Pride as student four, Anna Rodriguez as student 45, Dave Morgan as student 97, and Jason R. Wallace as Proctor. In Bobby at Bat, Aiden Rudd as Bobby, Perry Whittle as Carlos, Richard Casto as Big Mike, Colin Kelly as Catcher, and Mark Zarakur as The Ump. Written by Dave Morgan. In Dirty Hands, Dave Morgan as Lamont, and Lynn Cullen as Granger. Written by Niall Kitson. Directed by Paul Brueggemann. Shorts edited by Susan Bridges. Script by Colin Kelly. Story by Colin Kelly and Jack Koch. Edited by Jeffrey Bridges. Music by Kevin McLeod. 
Seminar theme by Vincent Morrison. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2013, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.